Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Soaring insurance rates plus potential issues around sponsorship, even a lack of volunteers, could see the traditional agricultural shows around the country come under increased pressure. And uh, Joan Bateman is the secretary of the, the Limerick Show. Uh, she's with us on, on the programme um, today, as is the national president of the show association, Catherine Gallagher. Catherine, could it be the end of the local traditional show? Uh, thank you for having me on, Andrea. I appreciate this. Um, no, I don't agree with that. Uh, there is rising cost, surely, you know, uh, of 25% of, uh, from higher equipment, even down to the wooden posts, you know, increase of 50% since 2019. But, um, and our insurance, of course, is another area. But I don't see it uh, as an end to our shows. Um, I think we remain positive. It's one, one of the most important things. Um, we have um, we have gone out, and I have experience of it from my own show here in North Tiger Grange. Uh, you know, as regards our sponsorship this year, you know, we have been welcomed with open arms by our sponsors. There is that little bit of fear out there, all right, about, you know, shows not being able to get up and running. But I see it, you know, that uh, it, it's very good. Actually, our main sponsor has actually trebled his his sponsorship for this year to get it off the ground and I think the small uh, sponsor is very Im- important too and we should go to them and the will help out the lo- you know as, as a community and as a local event it hasn't been there for the last two years mm. and people are delighted that we're coming back okay. and they are very supportive to us and I thank them for that Andrea you know yeah. so the sponsorship is there but, but you said the actual the cost of getting the higher material to run the show that's up about 25% on, on figures from 2019 what about yeah. the insurance cost Catherine has uh, that jumped yeah. Yeah, the ins- the insurance cost cost yeah is another problem. Uh, no company in Ireland wants to cope for our business, and the Irish shows have no choice only to go across the water for cover. And you know, public liability insurance is high risk when animals are present at an event. And we, as an organisation, uh, identify 116 shows with one umbrella cover, and the policy covers public liability only. So, uh, so uh, we do get a subvention from the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine towards our insurance on a yearly basis. But at the moment, we are in, in, in negotiations with Minister Charlie McConnell to increase this subvention going forward. And that will be a big help to show us. Mm. Like how much has it increased by, Catherine, roughly? The, the, the insurance, insurance has increased uh, uh, by uh, 25%. 25% as well. Yeah. And yeah. is, that's just down to the the rising cost of insurance, is it? Rather than the fact that it's you know there's been a load of claims or something. Well, claims don't help the situation either. Health safety is a very important aspect at our stores, and like accidents do increase our insurance claims as well. You know on that, and uh, but they are um, but but with, we are high risk as I stated there. You know with with uh, our event. And not many companies want to talk to us for that reason, you know. Joan Bateman is on the line as well, Catherine. Joan is yes. the uh, the secretary of the Limerick Show. Um, how would you describe the current challenges in, in, in staging your event there, we'll say, compared to previous years, Joan? Uh, good afternoon, Andrea. Um, I have no doubt we have challenges. You know, as Catherine has just outlined, the costs have gone up. Um, and, you know, the nature of a country show is that you've tented mar- you, villages, you've marquees, 
you know, you've all the costs that have gone up in those areas. Um, you know, and even while we were closed for two years, uh, we had to pay our rent, we had insurance. So those costs are there. There was another uh, kind of challenge we faced in that just trying to get our committees back up and running. We had a break for two years and a lot of our committee members would be in the 60 plus age profile. And, um, you know, these were, this was the group that was uh, very vulnerable during COVID. And um, sadly, we lost a few of them along the way. So it, that has been a challenge. Yeah. But what we have found, you know, when we started reconnecting and getting the committees together, we had new people who um, may not have been involved in the past moving to relocate into country areas and wanting to be part of our committee. And I mean, that is the most refreshing and, you know, it's wonderful for us as, as committees to have new members, young and old. Um, a concern I suppose we would have is in relation to sponsorship. We would rely a lot on the kind of local shops, businesses, the 100 euro to 500 euro sponsorship. And COVID has been hard, as we all know, on um, rural communities, local communities. Some have closed and haven't reopened. But what we, we were so surprised and delighted was that some of these sponsors, even though we were closed for two years, they continued to make a donation. Our members didn't cancel their um, their membership. So there is that very good, resilient attitude, I think, amongst um, people that want to see something local that's mm. good. And we also kind of realized that it's not all about money. The, you know, there are people who produce and breed cattle and horses and poultry. Um, the red rosette or any rosette at a show is a great sense of pride and achievement. Um, and we mustn't undervalue, you know, what that means to people. Catherine, um, so overall, it's been a challenge. Yeah, but absolutely. I have no doubt like, we faced them in the past. Yeah. We will all regroup and get, get up and running. Catherine, what do you think could be done to try and maybe attract the the next generation? Like when when Joan mentioned there, the sort of the 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 age profile or the demographic of volunteers yeah. typically. Yeah, well, but uh, it, definitely, uh, aging committees have have been a problem for for some years now. But um, we have, uh, like, we have lost a generation of young volunteers, and you know they're away working, I suppose, in in other cities and that. And now, with the pandemic, has has changed things. I think slightly, I hope anyway. And with more people working from home, people may like younger people. I will say, will like to get involved. Maybe if they're around more and in their local event, and that will be our agricultural shows. You know, and the integration of young people is of utmost importance to the. Uh, future success of our agricultural shows and for example i'll give you my own show again we have uh, we have 50 percent of our under 35 age groups you know uh, as our committee now you know okay. and yes and i hope that other shows will follow in that footsteps but those footsteps and actually you know uh, what we have started up as, as an organization to help this to move on is a pilot scheme has uh, been set up in the Midlands region. You know, we're made up of regions around the country uh, of young people, and they have started this out, and it's been very successful to date. And our plan is to roll it out nationally in 2023. And I think it's very important that when you bring young people into a committee, that you give them their voice, let them be heard. Yeah. And, you know, I think it should be married with the experience. Okay. And 
just don't turn them away and give them a job to do, whether whether they do it right or wrong, we all can make mistakes, yeah, yeah. no matter what we're doing. And I think it's important Get to embrace interest. young people. I'm on the older age group myself. I always say that. And I always, I'm always saying this, and no matter where I go, embrace, embrace yeah. the young people. And if you don't try to change something, you don't know they'll be successful or not. And I think that is the way forward. And if we don't, that the young people have their say, we're going nowhere. You There's know. text in here from a listener who says we found more interest in our agricultural show. There's more people moving home during the pandemic. We're looking forward to getting back to it this summer. Would you agree, Joan? Like, is the sense of tradition around the shows is it still as popular as ever or is there more to do? Because I have a text in here from another listener who says they think that the agricultural shows have had their day. They only cater for certain people. No eye to the future. It's funny, Andre. I, I think there's great scope um, because like that, as a young student in school and in college, I was involved in Limerick show, worked in the office. Um, I learned so much as regards how com- committees function, what's the role of a chairperson. It was a huge learning curve. My father before me had been involved and we were, would have been exhibiting at the show. But I learned so much. But I think for young people, as, as uh, Catherine said, we need to welcome them on board. But I think back to my own days. I learned so much from the older, more senior people. And that sharing of ideas and bringing on new people with their new ideas, their new projects. And as uh, Catherine said, marrying that with the knowledge and the expertise of the more senior generation. It's a win-win for everyone. And it's, you know, there's so much on social media. We've all been on Zoom and Teams for so long. It's getting the people together the opportunity for city people, for people from well, non-farming backgrounds. That's the point I, to the country. I wanted to ask you, Joan. Is there a way of attracting more of an urban audience? We very much, you know, as probably some of those texters have suggested that, you know, if we don't move and maybe become the kind of commercial country living, you know, and, and, you know, people are now looking at their gardens and their homes in a new light, how they can, you know, entertain in their gardens, rejig their houses to work from home. And those will all be stands and, you know, sustainability is going to be huge new ways of looking at conserving energy and we would hope to have all those stands at okay. our shows where people can mix and chat with experts in the in the various different fields and learn how to apply to their house their garden or how we can all do things better okay so maybe just try and i suppose open up the attractiveness of it and have other um areas because i think sometimes when people just think of an agricultural show they maybe just think of you know like farming and and and, and that's it would you agree with that catherine no i don't have to agree with that it's very important that you have a variety to suit families on the day and it's not as the day is gone where somebody's coming into a ring to see a horse or a, an, a, or a cow or a calf or whatever it may be. Variety is very important from the youngest child up to the oldest person. And that's what we're, as an organisation, is trying to put out there to agricultural shows. Have as much variety as possible. Entertainment is very, very important. You know, as to keep get the people in the gate and to get them to come to a they at your show if they do come yeah. and go away and say, well, this was a fantastic show, was something for everybody in the audience. And we have to work at that, you know, and shows must going forward now. Work more at that. And, and Joan was mentioned there, the, 
the to get the urban people in with the rural people. I think that's important to bring them in, the urban people. That's what we need to do and gel them together, you know, so that they can connect. Like the urban people is important, mm. with, that they connect with rural families and give young people access to farming practice. Okay. You know, without an appreciation how food is grown and produced, uh, you know, and agricultural shows, you know, uh, provide people from the cities yeah. and regional towns with a better understanding of the rural way of life, you know, and I think it's, if you marry, you know, gel those two together, you know, and get people in and have, as I say, something for everybody. You'll keep and the footfall, yeah. you'll keep the footfall up certainly uh, th- yes, that way, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Catherine, listen, thanks a million for joining us on the programme. Catherine is the national president there of the Irish Show Association and Joan Bateman there too, who's the secretary of the Limerick Show. This listener says it's unusual to hear somebody champion young people uh, to have their say. In my local GAA club, anybody under the age of 40 is blocked at every turn. Never allowed to make changes according to this text. Or keep them coming into us, 53106. Uh, still to come, should state maternity pay, should it be changed or means tested? We're also going to be talking about washing your hair. How often do you wash yours? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.